Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated, and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Malk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as fully posh as. <laughs> Humans of Twitter is their stories, in their words, in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's addition to the Humans of Twitter list, T.L. Koifug. Hello. Oh, hello, T.L. Welcome. Firstly, in social settings, how do you introduce yourself? Uh, I don't introduce myself very well. I usually go up to people, they start talking to me, and I introduce them by my real name. I uh, introduce mm-hmm. myself by my real name, rather. Um, and then if I know them from Twitter, I'll say, you probably know me better as Koi Fug or formerly known as Topaza or... TQ, or currently Adriana Obscenities, but there you go. <laughs> I have to say that is the best screen handle I've seen in a long time. Thank you. Adriana Obscenities is brilliant. I, I thought about it. I, I don't know why I was doing it. It wasn't that long ago, but I was watching like re- old episodes of Wheel of Fortune on YouTube. Yes. And I just had the thought come into my head, and I thought, you know what? If I ever do roller derby or whatever... I'm so going as Adriana Obscenities. <laughs> and then I made a joke, I think both on Twitter and other social media platforms, saying in 2017 I want to only be known as Adriana Obscenities as a stupid joke. <laughs> and I'll keep that and now I kind of have to stick it out for the rest of the year, I guess. But So what would you prefer I call you, TL or Adriana? Oh, TL or... or or whatever's going. I don't, I'm not really fast. The ghost of crazy's past? Yeah, true. That, that too. <laughs> T, I, I'm intrigued. Can you give us some insight as to why you were formerly known as Toll Plaza? Um, well, when I started on Twitter back in 2009, it was a different name I had even to that. It was mm-hmm. a name that I used back on LiveJournal, that dark place known as Live Journal, and I went on Twitter because I couldn't think of another different username to start off with, and then I thought after maybe a day or two, you know, I don't want to be known as that Live Journal username on Twitter. I want to fresh start on a new platform. Let's do this. And I'm, from memory, I think I was watching the Channel 10 News or whatever, and they had the traffic report going. Mm-hmm. and the traffic reporter dude I just said Toll Plaza and I went, all right, that'll do. I'll, I'll keep that to start <laughs> off with until I come up with something better and it, it stuck for years. And then one day I got, just got sick of it and I was going by Koi Fug in other, in other settings. Um, that, that in itself came from a tile selection I had in Scrabble one day. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and I went, you know what, I'm sick of being Tile Plaza, I'll change it to Koi Food. And then not that long ago, I thought, you know what, I don't want to be Koi Food, I want to go back to being Tile Plaza and someone else has now taken it. <gasps> Bastards. I know, right? Rude. That, that is the worst, isn't it? The, the, the fact that you have to kind of sit on you, you know, like your old Twitter handle if you want to maintain it. Mm. Um because people, man, people jump in quicker than Sunday to grab it. I know. 
They're the worst. T, what can't you tolerate? Oh, what can't I tolerate? Um, I don't know. Su- surprisingly enough, I, there's nothing that's really coming into my head at, at the moment. Um, Not even drivers that change lanes without indicating? Oh, well, there's that. Um, <laughs> um, are we talking like on social media settings or... Oh, you can interpret that however you need it to. Okay. I think one thing that I know I don't tolerate very well on social media is the expectation, I guess, like if there's a global tragedy or what have you going on, it it seems like it's the thing to, you know, to actually put in, but just I can't even think of the right phrase to use, like just a, a statement saying, oh, I feel bad for such and such. And mm. I don't know if it's you know, just me or, or whatever, but to me it just seems like you're, you're patting yourself on the back. Say, all right, this has happened. I'm going to show, yep, I definitely totally 100% care about this. Put mm. out something on social media. Yay, there we go. Give yourself a gold star. That's all you need to do. Put a little ribbon on your, your picture and you're in oh, business. Yes. What, what happened to that? That seemed to have died. That that whole put a ribbon on your avatar. A twibbon? It's very... Twi- yeah. I haven't seen that for years now. That's not a bad thing though, is it? No. I guess everyone's more interested in putting putting their whatever out the back. Oh. I, I, yeah, look, I have some very definite feels about that. Mm. Um because it was fine when we did it the first time, but we don't need to keep doing the the same thing. No. But just for the fun. In in saying that though, it it is funny, like when when Tony Abbott lost the Liberal leadership and people started putting their onions out there. That was funny. <laughs> yes. I expect if or when you know Turnbull loses the Liberal leadership, people will put out their leather jackets. Look, it would be remiss of us if we didn't. Well, exactly. And then it would be remiss of someone not to drive around and steal all the leather jackets. Yeah, that too. That would be quite hilarious. I'm just imagining now. Don't mind me. (laughs) (laughs) What reality show would you love to star in? What show would I love to star in? Um, Mm. Maybe one that is actually well-received by critics and the wider mm-hmm. audience. Because um, I have been, without wanting to blow my own trumpet, I have been in a few um, that most of the reaction on Twitter and, and in the papers and, and what have you is just this is utter garbage or something along those lines. Um, oh, okay. Ignore, ignoring the haters, <laughs> what have you been involved in? Because this, impor- this is an important conversation we're having now. Um, there was, oh, what was that one called with Tony Martin and Ned Cavalier? Um, oh, The Joy of Sets. Sets. Excellent. S-E-T-S, I feel like. Yes. Like that distinction. Uh, yes, there was one sketch I was in. It was like, it was a send-up of The Block. There was just mm-hmm. more and more potential contestants coming coming out. 
and the butt of the joke was that the the whole thing was to be run by Warwick Kappa or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, that is on YouTube if you if you want to have a look. Um, the Joy of Sets. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's still on YouTube anyway. Uh, there was that. Will be if Tony Martin has anything to say about it. Sorry. It will be if Tony Martin has anything to say about it. Mm, yes. Um, there was there was there's been two two different shows where I've appeared as a Q and A audience member. Not not Q and A itself. Uh, there was at home with Julia. Mm-hmm. And there was also Wednesday Night Fever uh, from a few years back. And I so how how do you end up? Are, are these like calls for extras, or yeah. just hey, if you're bored, come and be in this thing? Pretty much. Um, I think for <laughs> all of them, I saw um, put the call out on on Twitter. Actually, said mm-hmm. hey, if you're in Sydney on this day, you've got some free time, and put your name down, and we'll we'll give you we'll give you a call, or we'll, we'll talk to you on on Twitter. And yeah, so for those those three, that's what happened. Uh, there, oh, there was another one I've, I've made a very brief appearance on. Um, you know the show If You Are The One on SBS? I'm very aware of this show, yes. Yes. Uh, they, did a, they did a thing where they were talking to you know, fans of the show uh, to mm-hmm. ask for their opinions or, or what have you. Um, I think that was a similar thing as well. They just put a call out and they said, Look, if you're a fan of the show, put your name down. We'll get in touch, and they got in touch, and that's that's what happened. That was for a story on uh, SBS Viceland's The Feed, wasn't it? Mm, I think not for The Feed itself. It was a full mm-hmm. half-hour show. I think oh, that's right. It was a special by... about If You Are The One. Yeah, it was a special. Yeah, it was Jeanette from The Feed who did, did the hosting mm-hmm. duties. Um yeah, yeah, that that's what it was. It was a full special. But speaking of the feed, uh, yes. there was another time um, back when there was there was a thing going on where the ABC Two Twitter account and the SBS Two Twitter account, the people were you know, shipping those two accounts together because they were very they were both very friendly towards each other, and mm-hmm. and there was everyone going off. Oh, you know, they make a cute couple and whatnot. And I, I did this stupid drawing of, I think it was like, ended up like tongues being in knots, something stupid. And it ended up being on the feed, that stupid doodle I drew in like five minutes. <laughs> Not even that. And there it is on national television. That's very, that's awesome. Yeah. I think that that's probably one of my proudest moments, to be honest. For those that are unaware of If You Are The One, how do you explain that as a television program? Oh, it, it's... I, you know what? I actually haven't watched it for ages. It's, I'm just trying to think back to what had happened. You've got you know, 24 single Chinese ladies... Yes. On, ...on the podium, all looking for love. And throughout the course of the show, they're introduced to four or five suitors... Um, yes. They come, they come down the elevator to some um, thumping dance music. Uh, I think the more recent episodes they've been, you know, throwing in. They had like the talent round, where mm-hmm. the the male contestants would show off their particular skill, 
usually singing badly towards one or all of the ladies. And the ladies then, you know, choose whether they want to get to know this guy more or, or buzz out and reject him. It, it's a very strange show. You should watch it. The, and and the, ladies are, the ladies are particularly brutal, aren't they? They can be, yeah. They, they, can, they can indeed. Um, again, I'm just trying to think if there's one in, one in particular. But again, as I said, I haven't watched the show for so long. It's just... And the dudes are hopeless. They are. Like, for the large part, these guys are... Like, I know there's a billion something and change people in China. Mm. If you are the kind of dude that's applying to be on If You Are The One, you've lucked out in a whole number of parts of your life. Mm. Yes, it, especially the stalker dudes. You, you'd get your dudes every now and then, and they have their hearts set on this one poor girl, mm-hmm. and they'd usually write. They'd, they'd be the ones who do the whole poetry, the the song to them, maybe even a shrine for them. Right. Yes. Oh, they're they're special. Those those people. Have you ever had a and dating more, or relationship? Yes. Sorry. You were going to say more often than... Oh, I, sorry. I was going to say, yeah, more often than not, it, they, they get buzzed out pretty quickly, thankfully. Um, <laughs> yes. Have you, um, have you been unlucky in love such that a show like If You Are The One would solve the problem for oh, you? No. Not, not a chance in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I was that, you know, that desperate and dateless, I don't think I'd stoop that low at all. Oh, there's some pretty big judgment coming through there, T. <laughs> well, but, yeah, no. But no, that's just not for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. T, what are you passionate about? What am I passionate about? Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had to say one thing it might be well, just listening to music mm-hmm. yeah that's that's really all all I've got and you know, trying to as you may have seen on on Twitter I, I try to you know, work on my again artistic ability um, just mm-hmm. by practicing drawing or, or whatever um, they're, they're probably the main ones I can think of off the top of my head. Do you find that um, art is a relaxation for you or is it just something that you do well or is it part of your, your daily grind, your job? Uh, it's more of, a, more of a relaxation kind of thing, but I'm the kind of person who will get, if it's not done right the first time, I will, mm-hmm. you know, crack it pretty much. <laughs> I'm, I'm a horrible perfectionist. I, I know that. And I've, you know, if one, one thing's wrong and I just can't get it right. Because I'm, I'm the kind of person who can see, kind of see the finished product of what I want it to look like in my mm-hmm. head. And then I get to it and it looks absolutely nothing like what I'm picturing. Yep. Which, I mean, I know that's not unique. Um, I'm sure other people are the, are the same, um, but but yeah, that 
it's not so much relaxation, just more, more skill building. And I, as much as I want it to be rela- relaxing, it's, mm-hmm. it's not most of the time, much to my dismay. So, T, that horrible perfectionism that you spoke of, does that affect you in other parts of your life or just your art? Probably, yeah. I've always been a, one of those horrible perfectionists. Um, mm-hmm. I was the kind of kid, you know, doing, doing music lessons and, again, same thing if, you know, I, I could hear the, the finished piece with, with the piano mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd start, I'm, I'm the kind that wants to go, all right, I can do this. I want to play it exactly like it sounds. And it, patience wasn't one of my strong points mm. with music lessons. Um, and I'd, I'd, I'd again, I'd, I'd crack and go, no, nah, this is crap. Let's move on to something else and have the same thing happen. Mm. Um, schoolwork, probably more in primary school, I was, I was like that. Not so much high school because I stopped caring towards the end. Um, work, I guess, or just want to make sure I get get things done right, you know, actually do my job and do it, do it try to do it as well as I can, mm-hmm. um, which I guess isn't a bad thing in that context. But, yeah, I think nowadays it is more of the art side of things that where it really, you know, really kicks in and I, I seriously start doubting my own abilities and and I know deep down that it is stupid, that it is just because I am that perfectionist um, and, I can, and I try to work through it. It's just every so often it, it hits me and I, and I think I am an absolute tool. Why are, you, why are you even trying to do this? You, you hated art in school. Why are you trying now? That sort of thing, you know? You don't think it's a, a reasonable vulnerability to have? It might be. I, I don't know. It's... I don't know. It could be. In the, You know, in that, acknowledging that you, you want it to be good, but that, you know, when it doesn't happen, you want to move on. Like, that, that, that moment where you go, hang on, actually, I should probably persevere with this or it didn't come out quite right that's a yeah. sign I need to practice it let's do it again that that vulnerability yeah when, when you put it that way yeah that, that, that does make sense and I think that is something that I do try to to rationalize rationalize it with um, but but again as I said it just hits me every now and then and and the, there is that thing in your brain again talking yourself down and thinking mm. you're the absolute worst in the world um, but you, you, there are days as well where sometimes I, I don't even think about drawing anything and all of a sudden I, there's something you know quite good that yeah. comes out of it so there's those days as well and you think well why can't every day be like that yeah do you still play? Play piano. Whatever your instrument is, yes? No. No, I, I stopped quite some time ago. Um, I stopped, I think I stopped when I was in year 12 um, because of, of the HSC and mm-hmm. it was just something that, I guess, not, not distracted me, but it was just adding to everything that was going on with the HSC 
as well and mm-hmm. zone stresses with that. And I just said, you know what, it's not working out as much as I you know, do like playing it. It's not something that I want weighing me down either. Yeah. And I, I stopped going to lessons you know, thinking that, thinking that, you know, I'll still play every now and then, which sometimes I do. Like sometimes I'll get on and, you know, try, try to play something or pick up. Bust out some fur release. Try to anyway. That was one of my yeah. exam pieces when I when I did piano. Um, yeah. I think it was was it fourth or fifth grade? One of them. Everybody's oh, the, the um, exam piece. God, oh everyone that God. plays piano plays it. Um, and I think that's probably one of the ones I didn't stuff up that badly when I did the exam. Um, but uh, yeah, either go on every now and then. Not so much these days. Um, there are some days where I'll, I'll try and pick up another instrument like you know, ukulele or, or something like mm-hmm. that and you know, learn a few chords with that or um but at the moment that hasn't been anything that i've done for quite some time i think my focus is again more on the art or mm-hmm. trying to find some new music to listen to or different music to listen to or, or something along those lines rather than actually playing it itself how do you discover the new music that you connect with? A lot of it these days has been via YouTube, surprisingly mm-hmm. enough. Um, seriously, that it is a rabbit hole on, on YouTube, especially for you know, late 70s, early to mid 80s kind of stuff and not, mm-hmm. not like American or, or British or, or what have you, more like the Japanese, the, the Italo disco or the, like the German especially, um, some interesting stuff. Interesting is right, mm. David Hasselhoff. <laughs> um, I don't think I've actually listened to you know, any albums of the Hoffs, but give it time, that could be something I could, I could do. RT, while I highly minutes. recommend it to you. <laughs> I'll I'll have a look once we've once we've done this. I'm I'm sure. I can't. Well, they're the only country that could have made David Hasselhoff famous for his singing. I'll give it to you that way. Mm. It still astounds me, to to be honest. So, it, questionable singing ability, and yet it's mm. one country. I go, we love that. Bring it on, and the rest of the world is just. No, don't even stick to your acting. Just give up. Look, it's Germany, and I don't want to start an international incident, but no. let's just say it's Germany, and we'll leave we'll it at leave that. that. All righty. So what's, what television show is capturing your attention at the most at the moment? Well, as we're speaking, and mm-hmm. it's not really capturing my attention. It's more usually just for background noise, but probably I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. That's just what's yeah. on the in front of me at the moment. Um, Have you enjoyed this season? I haven't mind, minded it, yeah. It, it's one show, my when it first was, was first announced, I don't think, I, I, I probably went, oh my God, I'm not going to watch that. And mm. yet, here we are. What, what season is this? The third season? Three. Yeah. Three. And I'm, I am enjoying it, again, in the kind of, not not mindless, it's probably not the right word, but, you know, background, noisy kind of yep. way. 
It's the kind of show you could have on at the local fish and chips joint with the sound down, and everyone would watch it but not really feel like they were missing out on anything. Yeah. Yeah, the fish and chip shop or, or the pub or, or something along those lines. Who's going to win this year? I'm not sure. I keep thinking Casey for some mm-hmm. reason. Oh, she's my red yeah. hot tip, no question. Oh, okay. Um, in in saying that, though, I'll I'll say yep, she's well, they're going to win, and then the next elimination, they're the one that that gets voted out. Same. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I reckon I, I still reckon Casey. Even after saying that, I reckon Casey will win it. Yeah. Hmm. So what? Yeah, what is if I'm a celebrity? Is just there happening? What's the show that you go? I, I cannot miss an episode of this. What show I can't miss an episode of? Mm. Um. Again, I'm late. Of late, I haven't really been one to sit down and make sure I watch, like, be home for or, or do anything like that. The only one I could probably think of, off off the top of my head, when it is on. Probably Rockwiz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's like a, you know, with my mother and I, it's our, it's a Saturday night tradition where we would, you know, have, have the wine and maybe some nibbles or, or what have you. And, um, you know, we'd, we'd sit down, we'd watch Rockwiz and mum will be the yep. one to go, oh, yeah, I saw blah, blah, blah at, you know, this, this club or, or this pub yeah. or whatever back back in, again, late 70s, early 80s, and yep. I'd be the one to get the music trivia questions right. Hmm. She was good at the anecdotes, I'm good at the trivia, so it's a bit, <laughs> a bit of a battle between us there. If only you had given points on Rockwiz for anecdotes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where is the line between public and private for you? Oh, that's probably... That, that is a good question. I, I think with, with me, because I've never been one on, on Twitter especially to use my real name. And mm. there's a few reasons behind that. Going back again to when I first joined Twitter um, and with the live journal days, I was pretty active in a few fandoms like mm-hmm. back then it was you know things like good news week and you know those, those sort of shows that were on around that yes. that time um australasian comedy programming yes yes that exactly and um and again it was more all right i'm these people are actually here and i can you can talk to them directly as such, and I thought, you know what, I'll I'll hang back. I'll use a different name to my live journal name, um, so I don't look too embarrassing. They don't make that connection. It was stupid reasoning, I know. Um, the, yes. Yeah, the first person who followed me on on Twitter was Dave Hughes, and mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I'll I'll just you know play cool. I'll be like this anonymous, so to speak. Person, yes. I'm doing the air quotes. Visual podcast, this, um, <laughs> and yeah, there was there was that, and then maybe a year or so later, I got you know a, a job working for 
you know, working in um, on the phones for you know, different different companies. I've you know a few a major telco and uh, now with the sort of government ish role mm. as, as well. And there's that as, as well. So you know just to keep keep that you know private so so to speak. I mean I do do talk about it a little bit, but you know just keep keep that anonymity as such there as well. Um, so, so there's that, but at the same time, I mean, I do on occasion talk about some pretty personal things like, you know, men- mental health or, mm. uh, th- things like that as well. But because I don't have, I think there is also the distinction with me on social media is that I don't really have anyone or well, on Twitter, I should say. I don't really have anyone in my real life circle um, interact with me on Twitter. Sure. It's, it's all been mostly you know, other people who I've met, who have purely met online or have, or after meeting online, I've had that real life connection with. Yes. Um, so there is that as well. Well, I'll spill my guts to these people who I either barely know or you know, I've, I've, I've known after meeting them online. Um, and there's other things I'll, I'll keep to myself or, or keep for my real life circle as well. So there's those two, I guess, there's, there's two different people going on as such. We've got the social media persona, so to speak, and the other private persona, I guess. Do you find that having those two separate personas allows you to be a little more frank or forthcoming yeah. um, in your anonymous mode? It does in a way. Um, again, as I said, there's, there's things I have talked about where I've never uttered a word uh, to, again, the, the people in my, in my real life social circle. Um, and I guess it is that with, with that anon- anonymity there that allows me... I think, in a way, it's a good way for me to vent yep. about it as well uh, without having, I don't know, it's probably bad to say this, but without having to deal with real-life repercussions as yep. much. I mean, not, not that it's anything nasty or anything like that, but it's just I've, in a way, felt more comfortable talking about it in that setting, whereas if sure. I were to talk face-to-face about it with someone, I would be like just trembling fear and not not knowing how to get get what I need to say out there whereas with social media you know I can sit there for however long and just think of how to word it in my head and then type mm. it and get it in 140 characters and then post it realize I made a spelling mistake delete it post it again <laughs> so there, there's that as well it gives me time to articulate it mm. and I know that that's something that that is something that I do, I don't know, need as, as such. Um, like if I were to say without thinking, I'd be going, no, hang on, that doesn't sound right. But I'm, I'm one to, I want to be able to articulate what I want to say. And yeah. in real life social circles as well, I've always been one who, be the one who just sits there and lets everyone else 
talk and tries to f- keep up with the conversation. And by the time I think of something to say to add to <laughs> the conversation, they've had two or three others. Yes. And I'd be like, uh, no, nah, blind up, keep listening. Do you find that is a frustration? Yeah, yeah, sometimes. It, and I think as well now, like in, in my age, like late, mid, like 20s, um, mm. where I have been actively trying to, you know, go out in social circles more. Um, yes, it can be quite frustrating. Um but at the same time, I, I think, you know what, maybe it's just better to let, to let everyone talk and just, just listen and, and observe. I, th- I think that that is my thing. I, I'd like to observe as well. Yeah, I, I understand that. Absolutely. Hmm. Better to have people think that you're a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. Yes. I, I like that. I'll, I'll have to keep that in mind. Oh, it's not mine. I think it's Winston Churchill's or oh, someone's. okay. But I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. T, what makes you smile? Again, probably like a, a, a nice album or, or a favourite album if I'm if I'm traveling, um, just trying to think what else. Maybe watching a, watching a, like a, a DVD of, of some show that I loved. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't watched it for uh, probably the McAuliffe program or, or just have a sketch pop into your head and you're like, ah, that's hilarious. I have to rewatch it, and you, and you never do, or don't get around yep. to it. Um, that's that's what I can think of off the top of my head. Comedy sounds like it's a, a big part of your life, yeah. It has been. It has been um, going back to what I was talking about with the fandom side of things. Mm-hmm. Well, the the Australian comedy fandom was probably the main one that I have been an active part of. <clears throat> and I think it was one I just kind of fell into by, mm. by accident. Because um, uh, I'd start off by watching things like, you know, back, back in the day, like Rove or The Glass House or something like that. Sure. And then, again, back, back when I was like 14, 15 or so, I... Because you know, I had a few friends that were on Live Journal, and I you know, followed suit and, and joined them. And there were a few different communities and people who were into you know, the same sort of things that I was into. And yes. and we go, oh, okay, there's, there's people who like what I like. I'll I'll talk to them. I'll I'll interact with them. And it it grew a little bit from there. Um, there were a few different. A few different communities that I was a part of, and a few mm. few groups that hung out with. Um, going to recordings of shows again, like Good News Week or the Sideshow or, or things like yeah. that, um, and going to um, 
going to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival as well for a few yeah. days uh, with, with these people as well. So that that was fun uh, at the time. And but of, of late, I, I think it's just something that, for want of a better word, it just kind of fizzled out. Uh, yeah. There wasn't anything. Well, not from my perspective, at least. But there wasn't anything major that you know went up in, in smoke as such and yeah. you know, everyone just all just all had fights and moved on but it was just something that I eventually in a way have grown out of like for any for any fandom I, I look at it now and I just go oh god no I, I'm too old for this shit I'm not getting involved um, but I'll still enjoy things on the side like again have you know a fandom of one I like to call it yeah um, you know, I have my moments where I'll go back, I'll rewatch, you know, as I said, the McAuliffe program or, you know, Glass House or, or something like that. Mm. Um, and just enjoy it for myself without having to worry about, you know, oh, uh, what, what do the others think about this or, or, or things like that. And yeah. in a way, I think that was always the case with me. Even, even back, back in those years where I was a member of those fan communities, I was still yes. a little bit distant from it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be the one gently antagonised, as I like <laughs> as I like to call it, just you know, end up creating sock puppet accounts and just gently trolling the the more rabid fangirls of of the of the community. Um, again, not not anything nasty, just having a little a little April Fool's joke or something like that. Um, but, yeah, there was always that distance. I, I never felt I was really in too deep with anything. Yeah. And I think that's probably the best way to be with fandom and things like that. I'm, 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 I don't know if wary's the right word, but I, I'm just intrigued by people when, you know, you, you observe them, again, observing, and you see them where this you know, fandom, whatever it is, like this TV show or, or video game, and it is their sole life as mm. all they ever talk about. And I just go, I don't understand how people can be that absorbed in it. But I don't know. That's just me. What are you going to achieve in the next 12 months? In the next 12 months, ideally what I would like to achieve is I would like to travel more. Um, I've only recently been in a plane, like a commercial plane, for the very first time. And it was only from Melbourne to Sydney. And mm-hmm. that, in the days leading up to it, because it was a bit of a sudden decision due to changes in circumstances with with travel yes i was totally beside myself in in fear just thinking oh my god it's probably going to crash it's doing the whole air crash investigations (laughs) montage in in my head up up to about three in the morning just rocking back and forth and the, the weird thing is it was probably the the shuttle bus right in to the airport that was scarier than the actual flight. (laughs) 
inevitably. <laughs> exactly. Um, and that was fine, but that was only, what, 50 minutes to an hour, if that. Mm. Um, I would like to, you know, explore other places around, around Australia. I'd you know, venture over west. I've never been, I, I think Adelaide's as far west as I've ever gone. Yes. Um, you know, see, see over that side of Australia. Um, whether it will happen in the next 12 months, I don't know. Um, but it's something I always want to keep, keep at, like, you know, pluck up the courage to you know, get on that plane and, and do that trip or, and eventually lead up to, you know, getting the courage to get on a plane, go on an international trip. Um, you know, see a dear friend of mine who has lived in Germany for the last however many years, like four or mm. five years or so, go, yeah. go and see go and see them and, you know, not have to worry about being the one who's too scared to get on a plane and leave, yes. and leave Australia. So that's probably the main thing. Um, what else in the next 12 months? Um, something silly like you know, complete the my album challenge that I've got that I've got going um, the 365 or so albums you know, yes. give, give or take however many that's that's why I've named it that um, I am a few behind at the moment so I'll work on that but yep. that that is something I'd like I'd like to finish um, just purely so it said, yes, I've done it this time. Because um, I did it just as something, again, stupid to do in 2013. I think, yes. I, think I saw it on, on Tumblr or something like that. There was some challenge going on like that. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do that. I've got albums at home that I've not listened to. And I'm sure I'll find others. And And that was... It was easy to start off with, like going through most of my own collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then towards the end, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I don't know what, what to listen to. Guys, help me. Mum, Dad, help me. What do I listen to? Um, I got there in the end. I was, I remember I was like 19 behind on New Year's Eve oh, on the why? last day. Yeah, I, I listened to, I managed to listen to 19 albums on that day, uh, and I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> but by the end of it, by, by the last one, oh, what was the other? I think it was Frampton Comes Alive. Nice. But by the end of it, I'm just like, I never want to listen to an album again. <laughs> and then 2015 came along, and throughout 2014, I was actually missing it. Like, it was something yeah. there to have that challenge going. Um, and I missed that aspect of it. And I went, all right, I'll do it again, you know, 2015. And that came along and, and I went, mm, this was a mistake because I had <laughs> no idea of what, what to listen to or when it would no game plan or anything. Yeah. Um, I managed to get up to like 180 something, I think. And then I, I just went, no, nah, I, I give up. That, that's, I, I think I got bored. You know, yeah. At that at mm-hmm. that time as well, and by yeah. the time I gave up, I went, I'm not going to catch up. I'm not going to do it. And then this year, I thought, you know, I'm going to do it again. Why not? <laughs> Which it actually hasn't been too bad, surprisingly. I think during that time from 15, 2015 to now, it, it has helped. Like 
going down that YouTube rabbit hole and finding all these, you know, strange and wonderful albums from all over the world that are yes. there. A lot of them in full on on YouTube. You can just hit play and let it let it go. That that has made it a little bit easier. Um, and and yeah, so that so that is something I would like to complete. Um, just say, yep, I did it did it this year. Um, it's a lot of albums, and I've done it. Um, what else in the next twelve months? Maybe if again, depending if I get enough time to to do so, I'd like to maybe go go and do some sort of art course. Yeah. Just to get some of the ideas behind to look at different medium, uh, you know, different mediums, how they work, um, or maybe paints or uh, you know watercolors or or what have you. Uh, maybe do yes. something along those lines. Um, something I've thought about. Uh, I did do some a bit of photography la- last year, a couple of photography courses at the local um, uh, WEA the, in, in Wollongong, and and that that was fun. Like I learned I learned quite a lot. Um, it, to me, it's got to be something that I am truly one hundred percent invested in. Like I can't yep. can't go into something half like half asked as as such. Yes, I've always been told, oh, why don't you do you know some sort of business course or or whatever through TAFE or O10 or whatever's out there, and I've just I've just gone, you know what? And, and it's happened before. I will start something. I will get bored, and I will not complete it. Hmm. I know that feeling. Mm. And I think that's been something that, again, is, was with me through school, as well, particularly at the end, because you know, for my, my HSC courses, I didn't. There, there were a few that I was, again, half assed about picking because they, they, were, they seemed okay at the time, or the other ones that I wanted to do, they clashed with other subjects um, that I was doing as well. So there was, there was business studies, there was philosophy, there was society and culture, um, and I ended up dropping all of them in in year eleven because mm-hmm. um, I was just bored. I was not interested whatsoever. Um, ended up picking up design and technology, which I thought I'd I'd do. Yeah, I'm, I'd, I'd be interested in it. Yeah. Ended up dropping that and keeping physics, which was interesting because I. Was, was not very good at maths, but there you go. I, I did physics and I did okay in it. I passed. Nice. That's, that's what I care about. And yeah. That, that's what matters. As long, as long as I passed and, again, it's something that I can tick off and say, all right, I got through that period of, of my life for the HSC, I'm all good. Let's, let's move on. Hey, T. Yes. Um, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Please know the things that you said are very special and you're highly valued. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It's nice to know I'm highly valued. And, um, and yeah, well, thank, thank you for inviting me on, on your podcast. It was nice to talk to you. Long overdue as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so if people wanted to follow you in a social or online setting, how could they do that? 
Uh, probably the best and, yeah, the best way would be on Twitter at Koi Food. May or may not be subject to change at any time. Um, current name, again, Adriana Obscenities, subject to change. Uh, that would be the best way to go. Um, I do have a Tumblr of the same name, although I don't really use it. I don't particularly enjoy Tumblr very much. Um, there's there's many reasons for that, but oh, I've just never liked the platform, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're, they're probably Twitter's the main one. Find me on there. This, this has been, been Humans of Twitter. Twitter. And, and I, I can, can confirm, confirm that, that at Koifug, that's at Q-O-I-F-O-O-G, is indeed human. Yay! <laughs> <laughs>